Whosoever is delighted in solitude is either a wild beast or a god. Aristotle. Welcome back to Solitude, the companion podcast to the History Channel's epic solo adventure show, Alone. I'm Doc, and I'm joined by my co-host and champion Billy Goat hiker, Jukebox. Today, we're going to talk about Season 7, Episode 9, titled The Wolves. Or I've, uh, I've, got a, I've kind of got a, a alternate title for this episode in parentheses. It's titled The Wolves or There's No One Coming to Get You. I like that. I like that. Uh, I'm excited to be back for this episode. Uh, I think we've got a, quite a bit to discuss. You know, our contestants are kind of showing themselves as being on the spectrum of woodsy. Uh, and that spectrum may be consisting of a starting point of Billy Goat Hiker and ending with the biggest bull of the North Woods. So I'm excited to kind of discuss the progress we've got going on. So you've just identified yourself as on the lower end of the spectrum as Billy Goat Hiker. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an honest guy. I like to think so, at least. Okay. So in this episode, we go from day 45 to day 49. We see all four of the remaining contestants. And spoiler alert, there are no tap outs this episode, but we do see an increase in difficulty level and the challenges this episode. It is getting real out there. And I think the opening quote, I pay attention to the opening quotes uh, for this show. I think the opening quote kind of foreshadows this. It was, uh, let me not pray to be sheltered from dangers, but to be fearless in facing them. And I think that, I think the pronunciation is Rabindranath Tagore. Yeah, well, Rabindranath Tagore, easier said than done. I'll tell you that. For sure. For sure. Hey, before we get into our summaries, I want to follow up on our bold predictions from last week. I think your bold prediction was that Roland was going to land an arrow. It was, and I was wrong. I was disappointed, uh, although I think maybe his strategy will pay off later on, hopefully. He didn't want to scare the herd away, you know. So maybe he's got a plan. Okay. And mine, my, my bold prediction was that Kylan was going to last longer than a most, and though we didn't see any kind of final resolution to that, I think I'm still going to stick by that, that uh, comment. Well, what's going on here? Can you hold the same bold prediction for more than a week? This is a week-to-week thing, is it not? Well, um, <laughs> I guess it is. I guess it is. Maybe I'll come up with a new bold prediction at the end of this. At the end of our uh, podcast here, I'll let you hold that one, but it's it's double trouble now. So if if it doesn't come true, you owe me something. Okay, deal, deal. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our summaries. Uh, I think you went first last time, so I'm going to go first this week. All right. Give it to us, Roland. What have you got? Roland, the first guy we see this episode, I have lips, nose, and the other ear. Or, in keeping, in keeping with the opening of this episode, I have an alternate title, uh, Getting Slippy With It. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. Mine's, uh, for Roland, I have all good things come to an end. Goodbye, Danger Rock. Mm, okay. Because it's, you know, we, this is a mistake. I feel like we would see contestants earlier in the show make. And, you know, as far as 
trying a little too hard, but I think Roland is, is really, uh, he's, he's that guy that's in the, in the lead in the race and he's kind of looking over his shoulder. He's saying, okay, as long as I don't do this, I'm going to win this thing. Um, and so I think kind of, even though danger rock is a, is a bountiful fishing hole. Um, I think it was smart to retire it for the season and, you know, progress without having to worry about the, uh, the dangers of danger rock. Yeah. I thought it was, it was pretty interesting. The episode opens up with him holding the, the, the musk ox, what are you going to call it? Face? You know, what's left yeah, of the face? He's, he's peeled it off of the skull and he's thinking about new ways to get uh, pockets of grease and fat that he needs for his diet. So he's, that's where my title comes in with the lips, the nose, and the other ear. Yeah, those are all, I guess, good hiding places for, for fat and grease. Yeah, and I don't know if I'm just, you know, really starting to feel like I'm out there too, but when I saw him carving up the face and with the way he described his soup as just meat fragments and water, um, I started to really kind of get disgusted and think that like, oh my gosh, that would be horrible to eat. Um, and I've never felt that way so far. I've never actually, you know, so kudos to the producers and for Roland, the vivid descriptions. I really felt like I was there and I was like, I would never eat that. I, I could not do it. Yeah. And again, this is just another example of like last season when the guy caught the moose and you, you think, okay, he's got, he's got meat enough to survive on, but he doesn't have enough fat in the moose. And it's the same thing with the muskox. I guess, you know, Roland was talking for at length about how, what a lean animal it was and how you just can't survive on that alone, which is just mind boggling to me, the regular person who picks up stuff at the, at the grocery store. Uh, you know, I, I would think if you had 800 pounds of meat that you'd, you'd be good to go, but I guess, I guess that's not correct. Yeah. You, that's why you're not on the show. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Yet. That's right. I'm practicing my bushcraft. Watch out. All right. Amos, take us. Amos. So I've got, uh, very simply dances with wolves. Wow. I like that. I love that. Um, I, I too have a summary consistent with the theme of wolves, except mine refer mine refers to a children's tale, uh, one little piggy and a lot of big bad wolves. Yes, for sure, for sure. So, they were there were multiple wolves knocking at the door. Yeah, they were huffing and puffing, ready to blow a Moses game. And you know, it's funny to joke, but we we see him in the post show, so we know he's alive. But mm -hmm. could have gotten dicey out there. Yeah, I'm going to propose a new nickname for him because it's, it's, it's made its appearance now a couple of times. I'm going to propose that we call Amos Caveman. Caveman. And why is that just because he was in a, a primal scene like that, surrounded by wolves, kind of? Well, if you remember last episode, uh, before, before this one, he makes mention of uh, Caveman TV. Remember that? Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. And at the beginning of, of his segment on this episode, he, I think we, he starts this episode blowing a snot rocket and he, he apologizes for his caveman behavior. Yeah, so he I did. Thought, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe Amos is the caveman. Right, right. I like that. I mean, I'll take it. It's better than uh, we had a Ms. Haynes. Uh, so caveman, I would say it's a more coveted nickname probably. Yeah, it's a step up, I think. Yeah, definitely. So tell, tell me about um, the, he makes a journey out to his gill net and makes a discovery. Do you remember that? Yeah, the, it was frozen. Frozen, had some the, holes in it too. Had some holes in the gill net. 
Yeah, he's you know he's really struggling, and I don't know. You were really big on him early, and I think for good reason. You know, he was doing well. He seemed to be knowledgeable, and he kind of stood out amongst the other contestants. But I'll tell you right now, I'm not feeling good about him most of his chances for the rest of the show. I I just feel like there's a lot going against him right now, and I do think he's persistent. And I by no means would I be surprised if he turned it around, but with the way the the motion of the ocean right now it's, it's not looking good for him i actually feel a little bit better this week than i did last week at the end of the episode because here we actually see the confrontation with wolves he had made the statement about oh it's gonna be difficult to stay out here with 100 days with these predators out here and he came face to face literally face to face with these wolves i think one of them was maybe three yards from his entrance as he was standing there looking at it and he did not tap out. He did not back down. He grabbed his spear. He says, I may go down, but I'm not going down easy. I mean, he, he kind of showed some resilience there. Yeah, and for people, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting a large majority of our audience are familiar with, you know, these types of these animals. At least they're not coming in as, like, ignorant and thinking that, oh, it's like a dog, you know. But one of those wolves would entirely kill you and eat you. So to be there looking at six or seven of them, a whole pack, I mean, yeah, Amos is more capable of taking one down than, than us, but he's not making it past one, you know? Yep. <laughs> but he did not tap out, not yet at least. Did not. No, that was extremely impressive because I was, I was honestly nervous thinking, oh, my gosh, what would I do? If I even tapped out, it'd take them how long to get there? I mean – what, am I going to have to hold in my shelter, my door, so I don't get eaten alive? That's right. I'm going to take you back to my alternate title for the episode. There's no one coming to get you. No, there's not. You want to uh, – what have you got for Kylan? Uh, I think Callie was next. Callie, okay. I've got experiments with blood eyeshadow and lip enhancements. Good. I, you know, we have similar topics here. I got into a fight with a fish and lost. Because that was her uh, her little story she made up. That's that right. She was talking to herself. That's right. And she, you know, I know you don't believe in the voodoo, but she kind of spoke that into a, into existence. She was talking about how slippery it was and how what a good thing she she didn't fall. And then kaboom, down she goes. And next thing you know, she got the camera turned on her, and there's blood streaming down from her eyebrow, and her lip is uh, puffing up. I guess uh, she smacked her mouth pretty good on the rocks and her tooth tooth kind of uh cut into the inside of her lip yeah it did not look good i mean that was a bad fall she's lucky it wasn't worse yeah but you know what it just kind of also reinforces the fact that she's she's pretty darn tough yeah she, we didn't see a whole lot of her this episode i feel like in comparison to other uh previous ones Yep, we saw we saw two things with her this episode we saw her thinking long and hard about whether or not to put the gill net in and then we saw the fall. Right. That was about it. I mean, she made the gill net impressive, but like like we've always speculated with her, I think she's one she's already fully embraced the, the longevity of this journey. You know, she didn't even make a gill net. She's like, okay, well now I made one. It's day forty six or something. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 not a big deal for her. She's like, Okay, well I'm gonna do this now and I'm gonna do this and the duration of this is not something that she's necessarily concerned about, I don't think. Yeah, now you're cutting into my moments you may have missed. That was, okay. one, of, that was one of my comments, yeah. <clears throat> All right, okay. Kylan. Kylan, I've got uh, crying or laughing, 
not too stoic this episode. That's a good one. Uh, mine was a little funny. A song title, a play on words here, Ice Ice Fishing Baby. Because <laughs> she uh, she really scored this episode with some big, uh, What it, were they lake trout or whitefish? What? I think they were lake trout. Yeah. So she got two bad boys out of there. Um, I'll tell you what, when she started walking across that ice at first, I was like, Mm-mm, you need to stay back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that was a, it just shows kind of the evolution of her, her decision-making as well, because I mean, we saw her try and venture out on a, a raft to fish. Um, and she knew that that was not a good idea. So I think this time she was like, you know what, it's going to work out better safe than sorry. I'll try this again later. Right. And actually her, her segment actually opens up with her eating a type of grouse. I think you, you pronounce it uh, a, a ptarmigan. 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 So yeah. she, was, she looked like she was eating pretty well there. And, and then she landed those, those two big lake trouts. I mean, that was, that was pretty good. And she was, she was over the moon about that. I mean, she was so excited. I, could, I literally could not tell if she was laughing or crying. And I think she was doing a little bit of both. And she actually talks about it in the after show with Colby. She wasn't sure what, what those noises were that were coming out of her, but she was pretty darn excited at those, those two fish. And, and, you know, these people are obviously, it sounds weird to say, but they're professionals, you know, like they do this as a living. They, they, they are out there surviving. They do this. This isn't some, you know, like it, it's, it's a lifestyle. And you can tell that it's not just happy that, you know, they're closer to winning the money. Obviously that's a feeling they're having, you know, when they succeed, but I feel like a lot of it is also pride. And when you successfully set out, when you do something that you set out to do, when you say, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to try to ice fish and you get out there and you ice fish, I can only imagine how overjoyed I would also feel. I'd be like, who, who would have thought that I could do this, you know, and I'm out here doing the damn thing. So. And I think it also points out, <clears throat> excuse me it also kind of uh depicts hunger you know real hunger not not hunger like you and i experience like it's you know getting close to dinner time you're like oh gee i'm i'm kind of hungry i mean this is the hunger where you haven't eaten for three days i mean that that is that is real <laughs> hunger and the only way you're going to satisfy that hunger is not by calling doordash or going to the market but you're, you've got to go out and you've got to catch something and the fact that she has that hunger and she was able to land those two lake trout, I mean, that's, that also kind of impacts the way she reacted. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want to think about that level of hunger, frankly. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do well. I would need, I would be hunting way more than these guys may have been hunting. Yeah. You and your metabolism for sure. For sure. Okay. What do you have for your turning points or your critical moments? So my three key moments, uh, I think we're probably going to agree on two of these and maybe disagree on one. The one I think we may disagree on is Roland's retirement of Danger Rock. I think that was a key, a key uh, moment in this episode just because it was, a, it was a source of income for Roland that he had relied on earlier. Um, and I I just think that it's a sign of the times too, you know, it's, it's winter, the, the water's rough, it's, it's more dangerous and it's coming down to the wire. I think it's kind of foreshadowing that this thing is getting tighter as the race is getting tighter. So that's why I have that as my first one. 
Interesting. Uh, I had I had not considered that, but I think I agree with you on that. That's a good one. Yeah, my second one, Amos and the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that was just the most exciting moment of the episode. Also a key moment because we've been speculating this. We've seen the little cut scene in the preview for so long now. Uh, and also it's a successful encounter for Amos, you know? I mean, they didn't attack him. They didn't take anything of his. Uh, so... And then my third one is Kylan's ice fishing. Uh, I think that was big. She's, spoiler alert, she's my top achiever this week for that reason. So what okay. have you got? Yeah, I, the, the last two that you had, those are the two that I had. I couldn't think of a third, but now that you say that about Roland, I think that's a, that's a pretty, good, pretty good analysis, some pretty good insight there. Interesting you know, to see how that turns out. It's, it's just like usually you would see people ambitious earlier on thinking, I'm going to do anything. I'll, I'll go down there. I don't care if it's dangerous. Being out here in general is dangerous, you know, but it's just like it's getting a little tighter now. People are really the wrong decision becomes the worst decision you could make, and you got to avoid those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's transition to moments you may have missed. I have a whole laundry list of items that I think flew, flew beneath most people's radar. Yeah, I have I have a lot. I don't know if these necessarily flew way under the radar or maybe just a little bit. So you wanna you wanna start? Sure. So my first one, I start out with Roland. He says he's just gonna chop up the tough bits of the ox into small bits so he doesn't have to chew. Just swallow that stuff whole. I mean the gristle, the stuff, he's not gonna make a big deal chewing it like it's a rubber ball, he says. He's just gonna cut them up small enough that he can just swallow it. Yeah, Ro- you know, Roland and the the weird ortho references, you know, him and his dentist having beef and him and wanting to just swallow the small parts and all this and that. He's like, Hey, I want, I want advice by Roland. We need a, we need that kind of podcast. So continue. Advice by Roland. Nice. I like yeah. it. That could be a book title. It could be. He, he makes uh, frequent references to being born and living in the wrong era. Yep. And I really like this comment about the hard scrabble homesteaders of the past. And it, it gets back to my point about being hungry. He says, man, those guys were skinny. You know, they sneaked <laughs> out an existence and, and had just enough to get by. And that led to some seriously skinny dudes. Yeah. I also have that as a moment we may have missed Roland's ancestors references, you know, referring mm-hmm. to the forefathers of the outdoors. Uh, so also have that. Nice. Um, I've got a couple from Amos. Amos says that being from El Salvador, he's never experienced temperatures like this. So that could be, that could be interesting. You know, when it gets really cold, bone chilling cold, how's he going to hold up? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's a major reason why I'm starting to doubt him a little bit more than I did before, because this is kind of, a rough terrain for him in comparison to the three other contestants who are fairly familiar with cold weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My next one is a really nice juxtaposition of two different characters and their, their strategies out there. So we saw Amos's first snare last episode and this episode we see Callie's first gillnet. And so I thought that was a, that was a great way to exemplify two very different approaches to survival by these contestants. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Um, and if you noticed also with a most, a moment the viewers may have missed, when they show the first kind of just like cut picture of him, his shelter, him outside his shelter, he has a fish on a spear. Uh, did you see that or no? 
I don't think I saw that. No, he just has a fish there on the spear. I thought it was a good photo opportunity there. So nice. Uh, I've got uh, here is a moment uh, blood eyeshadow. She made reference to blood eyeshadow. I thought that was a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, but she's also trying to domesticate ferrets and uh, do all kinds of things out there. So not surprising. That's right. Okay. And then I also have that, that this episode really showed Callie's extreme thoughtfulness. I mean, how much time did she spend just sitting there weighing the pros and cons of, you know, trying to make a decision about throwing the gill net in the water? You know, what, what are the dangers? What are the possible ramifications if I do this? I'm, I'm, I'm not successful or I get injured. And I mean, she's, you, you saw the wheels turning in her head as she was sitting there. Right. And isn't it kind of interesting that we're seeing all of this kind of uh, after the fact that the first two episodes, we were like, what is she doing? She doesn't even have a shelter up. She, she seems like she's not in a hurry. And, and we kind of mis mis mistook that for, she's just wise. She makes good decisions. She's not, she's not going to be hasty and do the wrong thing. Uh, so I just really appreciate that about her. Yeah, that's good insight there. We, we kind of leapt to, to judgment on her before realizing what it was she was actually doing. So that, that's a good point. Right. Um, did you notice that Amos heard the wolves out there and he was in the middle of building his fire in, the, in, the, in his shelter? And in the midst of the wolves howling, and they, they could not have been that far away, He's out there stripping some birch bark off of a, of a tree to get to use as tinder for his fire. So in the midst of this, this crazy, nerve-wracking, dangerous situation, he's out there getting what he needs to, you know, to keep on going. Yeah, I feel like sometimes you get in that little zone. You're like, ah, yeah, whatever. Animals are doing that. I'm, I got to do this. And then you're like, wait a minute. Those are wolves. And then yeah. you start to get a little worried. Right, right. Um. Did you watch the after show with Colby Donaldson? Um, I, I was kind of fading in and out a bit. Okay. So there was a point uh, where he, he kind of asked Roland about why he let the, the musk ox herd go and why he didn't uh, pursue. And it was really interesting because Roland revealed that he did not want to scare the musk ox into another contestant's territory and give them the benefit of having access to the musk ox. He would rather go way out of his way and hike around the musk ox and not spook them rather than potentially pushing them off into another contestant's territory and letting them benefit from that. Chess, not checkers. Absolutely chess. That is crazy. So, I mean, we'll see, right? We'll see if anyone else runs into a musk ox. Yep. Uh, for Kylan, she had a she had a, a cute line. She said that no one should have to live without chocolate. That was the opening scene with her. <laughs> that was a moment I put also that they may have missed her chocolate and peanut butter daydreams. Yes, there she goes again daydreaming about food. It's dangerous yeah. territory. I don't know. Maybe she just has more willpower than me. But all I know is if I was one phone call away from a it, in and out double double, it'd be it'd be tough. Mm -hmm. For our Canadian listeners out there, what's, what's an In-N-Out double-double? Just the best burger you could get. <laughs> nice. I also uh, have in here Amos's line, I won't go down easy, man. 
You know, that's that's what I would be scared if that was, if it was a one on one thing and it, you know, Wolf came into and it was one on one. I wouldn't want to be that Wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've got I've got some uh, some other ones. So I had Rollins running with the herd. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my my other one that you didn't include was the panoramic view of Kylan's shelter at some point during this episode. And it looked extremely intimidating because it put into perspective how small her shelter was and the vast wilderness around it. And I was thinking, we're watching this from our couch at home. And I can only imagine if I was there and the only thing that I was living in was something I made. And the rest of it is just the wild world. I mean, it, it, it I don't know. It, it, it was tough. It, it looked it was beautiful but it was also scary hey i've seen i've seen furniture that you've tried to put together from ikea so if if you had to rely on something living in something you had put together i'd feel pretty pretty uh pessimistic about that as well yeah i'd 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 probably just take what mother nature gave me like a rock or something (laughs) hey back to the hunger issue uh we find out on this episode that kylan has lost 38 pounds in 48 days and Roland has lost 44 pounds. So that's hunger. Yeah, I, I don't have 44 pounds to give. So I don't know what would happen there. I'd probably be done. Yeah, if you, go, if you ever go on, go on to the show alone, you've got to go in heavy. Definitely. I mean, you've got to have some you've reserves. Gotta, you've got to be forcing yourself to eat. Mm-hmm. Lots of milkshakes. Yep. I can't even imagine what that last meal would be like, you know, before you head off at a buffet. Yes. Yep. Um, they should include that in the show. Why aren't they showing us that? Like, what's the last thing you ate? Record it. You know, like that'd be a good little thing to start off the season. Nice. History Channel, Lone Producers, get in touch. We'll tell you how to take, run the show. Take my money. <laughs> hey, did you notice that when Kylan went out onto the ice to do her ice fishing, that she she brought branches? She went back and got some branches to sit on and so instead of her sitting directly on the ice she was sitting on the bows and uh, that provided some extra insulation and made it a little little bit more bearable i thought that was that was pretty clever yeah i i definitely some something i thought was clever i would never have considered that myself you know Mm -hmm. and then there was one shot of the frozen lake uh with the clouds in the background while kylan goes out to the ice to do to do the ice fishing and that picture that scene of the frozen lake and the mountains in the background and the low-laying clouds, that was just an epic, gorgeous shot. I mean, I, that's a, a shot that I would frame and put on the wall. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah, definitely. And then my last point is that I realized I was, I was this many days old when I uh, realized that there are lake trout out there swimming around that are older than me. Yeah, what the heck, 60 years old? Yeah. Are you kidding me? What is a fish doing for 60 years? There's something we didn't know about? Is they they didn't land us? What is what, what is this? Crazy. I almost Jeez. feel bad. I almost feel bad that she hauled in a 60-year-old. I mean, that's that's uh he's just swimming around minding his own business and now, you know, food. Yeah, he's been there for 60 years and he's like, oh, that new girl shows up, just rips my lip out of the lake. <laughs> All right. Hey, you got anything else on moments we may have missed? I do not. Okay, let's go on to top achiever. You already kind of uh, revealed that a little bit. Yeah, Kylan's my top achiever. 
just continuing to make progress in the right direction. I'm just gaining more faith in her. Mm -hmm. Yep. No argument here. That's who I had as well. She's just biding her time and catches a couple of fish. Really excited about it. She's getting that fat that she needs to, to keep going and just, uh, you know, more positive, more positive uh, improvement from her. Right. Who, uh, who's driving your struggle bus? So at this point, it's tough to label anybody as struggling, I think. But uh, just going off this week's episode, I'd have to say Callie. We didn't see too much of her, but the majority of what we did see was centered around her fall. Yeah, I, I have a most as my struggle bus driver. I just, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, the wolves really made me kind of nervous about him. I don't think that's the last thing we see with him and the wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't help but think that that's going to weigh on his mental a little bit. He's thinking, okay, how many more times am I going to run into this issue? And how many more times am I going to be able to avoid conflict? Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we move on to the uh, power rankings? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, I've got Roland still number one. Um, he did take a fall this week. He was over on over near Danger Rock, and he slipped on his way over there and kind of uh, says he hurt his knee a little bit. But other than the injured knee, he's still maintaining and surviving out there. And if, if you're going to have to scrape and scrimp and get every ounce of fat out of the environment in order to make it to 100 days or at least outlast everybody else, I think he's got the knowledge base and the skill level to do that. So I still have him number one. Uh, we do have a big jump here. I've got Kylan number two. Her, wow. pos- her positive strides continue, and now she's in her element. I mean, if you remember the the opening episode, they talk about where the contestants came from and what they do. I mean, she was out there leading expeditions on the ice and in the snow, and now that's kind of kind of where she is right now. I mean, she's out in the ice and snow. Right, definitely. That makes sense. Uh, I've got Callie number three. She split her lip and busted her eyebrow, but she refuses to call for assistance. Again, showing how tough she is. And also, again, spent a lot of time being very thoughtful out there. And so I think that that works to her benefit. And then I've got a most, uh, and it's not a, it's not a far separation, but you know, he's, he's, he's surrounded by wolves and he's in temperatures that he's never experienced before. So I've got to put him at the bottom. Yeah. I mean, you know what, like you said, I don't, it, there's no nice way to do this because they're all doing great. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's hard to, it's not a, a, a admonishments or like, you know, it's not discouraging anything going on. So number one, I've got Roland. I agree. Just the big game hunter in the bag. Like you said, he's, he's not, I don't see him tapping out. You know, he's not, he's not going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, I still have Callie. Uh, I just think she makes great decisions. I think she's going to continue to make those maybe more so than other contestants. We've never seen her panic yet. Um, her emotions have never really gotten the best of her at all. Uh, I think she's very level headed and primed and ready for a long run. So that's why I still have her number two. Okay. Number three, number three, Kylan, mm-hmm. like we've said, we've, belabored the point positive direction trending upwards um and then number four amos so that's that's what i've got you know they're all doing great but that's just where i think the field is right now okay uh do you, are you awake for the previews for next week maybe if you said it it would refresh my memory because i feel like i did see the previews but i can't name anything specific right now 
Okay. And I just have to preface this with my recordings are set up uh, so that it, it turns off right in the middle of uh, the very last bit of preview. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little bit of guessing here, but I think it's a pretty good guess because we'll, there are we'll four, there are four scenes. There are four scenes from the preview for next week and we have four contestants. So I think I know, you know, who's who in this. They show right. Callie, Callie going into the rocks after I, what I think is a porcupine. She is, she's shot with an arrow and it's a narrow fit. So she's, she's talking about how, what a tight fit it is. And does she get stuck? Does she not get stuck? Is she able to get to the porcupine? We don't know. Uh, the second one is Kylan talking about the start. She asks, is this the start of the real end? She's real weepy. And she's talking about really wanting to go home, which makes me want to rethink the power rankings that I just did. But uh, yeah. having a little bit of a, a departure from the stoicism, it continues in the next episode, apparently. And she's talking about wanting to go home. And then you see Roland outside of his shelter at night with the snow really coming down. And it's like he's just a, a madman warrior out there shouting at the sky, just reveling in the, the, the newest challenge coming his way. And then we see a shelter fire, another shelter fire. And I'm yes, not, okay. I saw I, that. I yeah, saw I, couldn't, that. I couldn't defend, definitively see who, whose shelter it was or who it was, but just from the fact that there are four contestants left and we already saw previews about Ky Callie, Kylan, and Roland, I'm guessing it's a most with a shelter fire, which is not, does not bode well. The fans are going to let you have it because that's, that's wrong. It's going to be wrong, and they're going to say, you were wrong, Doc. It's not a most. It was... It was Callie. You got it wrong. Well, if there are a bunch of listeners out there uh, who want to tell me I'm wrong, I'm just going to tell them to get in line with the rest of the folks telling me I'm wrong. So it's, it's, not, it's not a strange occurrence. Yeah. They, uh, we we going to roll into our bold predictions for this week then? Or are you going to stay solid with your no. bold prediction? No, no. I've got, a, I've got a new bold prediction. All right. Go ahead. You first. Here it is. No one is going to last 100 days. Yeah, Book but will it. we even Book it right find now. that out? Will we even find that out next episode? That's what I'm saying. You're making these predictions. It, it's if we're doing, you need to let me know if it's a week to week thing or if I'm just throwing predictions out there. Like, oh, Roland's gonna live past 80 years old. Like, we're wow. supposed to wait until that happens. I'm on the books now for two that we're still waiting to see are gonna pan out. Kylan's gonna last longer than a most, and no one's going to last 100 days. There you go. Okay. It was you. You're really getting into the uh, the the game of this. The <laughs> who's gonna last longer? I'm going with more tangible predictions here. Um, as in, I think next episode we're gonna see another uh, predator encounter. So whether that's with a bear, a wolf, a wolverine, I think we're gonna see one of our contestants uh, come into an encounter with another predator out there. Okay. Could be a bear, could be a wolf, could be a wolverine. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other predators. Um, I maybe could, if Roland wanders too far over the over the ridge into Callie's camp or something, but that's could could be a squatch. Could be, could be. I don't, or it'd be a yeti. They're in the Arctic, Doc. Okay, yeti. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, it's time to wrap things up for this episode. We only got through day 49 and we've got just two episodes left. What do you make of that? I mean, how there's 51 days left and two episodes. If we're going hundred days, could we possibly be seeing a two part season? 
is this something that, that maybe these four just duke it out for 100 days each and they got to add more? Oh, this would be like the, the mid-season finale. What if come- everyone – what if they get to day 53 by the end of next week and then – or this week, I guess, technically, since it's Monday, and then we – are like, how are they going to cover 47 days in one episode? And then we're all confused and waiting and anticipating this madness. And then all of a sudden, Colby comes on. You won't believe this, guys. We are having a second season of Roland, Callie, Kylan, and Avos. And I'm like, I couldn't believe it, but I'm excited. And I'm here for it. You know, if they wanted to do that, they should not have shown them in the after show at all. They should have uh, done some other type of after show and then they could do the big reveal. Hey, and they're still out there. Right. Season right. continues. Find out who comes in first. If, if, shoot. If those guys figured out coronavirus is going to happen, they would have just stayed out there. <laughs> nice. All right. Hey, well, doc and jukebox are pushing the button and tapping out for now. Jukebox, take us out. We're born alone, we live alone, and we die alone. Orson Welles. All right. Till next week. Mm-hmm.